0: Okay, well, I'm going to start a series today that I've been wanting to do for several years. And I I had to take a break because Daniel took a little longer than I thought it would. (laughs) But this one's only going to be six sessions, and I think Mother's Day is coming, so we'll take a break for Mother's Day. But it's called The Treasure Principle, and I saw it years ago and just loved it. It changed my attitude about a lot of things. So I wanted to share it with you guys. When I think about this, or at least when I thought about it when I first saw it, it's not really, ultimately, it's not about money. You'll hear lots of people preach about money. Obviously, the Bible is very clear that, you know, we're supposed to look out for the poor and the widows and the orphans and the prisoners and the people who don't have what we can share. And we're supposed to support the church, and we're supposed to take care of the people who preach and missionaries and all those. We're We're supposed to financially care for all these different people. But a lot of people have abused that and said, you you know give us ever give the church everything you've got because God will make you rich if you give to the church then God's going to buy you a new car and buy you a big fancy house and and that's just not true and the truth is God doesn't need money God has no use for cash you know that God owns everything already if he wants to do something he can do it without your money and, and so you can't buy favors from the one who already owns everything you can't manipulate God by giving money to somebody and, and so. You know, and, and the Bible does say, God will take care of your needs. The difference is, though, sometimes what we think we need is not what God thinks we need. And so we might you know, say, God, I need this. And he'll say, no, you don't need that. And so I'm not going to give it to you. And, and so this is really not about money. This is about your heart. This is, a, this is trying to get a paradigm shift because we have so much of ourselves wrapped up in the cultural idea of how important money and possessions are that it's hard to let loose. It's hard to let go and realize that there's so much more beyond what the commercials on TV offer. Have you ever owned something that you wouldn't trade for money? You know, maybe it's, you have to go back as far as when you are a kid. Like, you know, when I tried to take Lincoln's pacifier as teddy bear thing. I had a, I had a George Washington, I had a big bear, it was bigger than me, it was called George Washington. And I wouldn't trade that for any amount of money. Because when I was a kid, I didn't care about money. I just wanted my my bear. Maybe you've got something, but it, you know, even today, as you get older, you realize that money can buy a lot of the things that you want, You know, a lot of things that you like. And, and so there's a shift that starts to occur where we realize, where, where we start to put more, we, we love money more than the stuff because we realize money can get us a lot of things. Money can buy services, money can buy you power, money can manipulate. And, and, and so we start to, to have this develop a love for money. And Jesus says that's wrong. You're you're holding on to the world and and you need to let go of it. Even now, there are things today that everybody values more than cash, more than all the money in the world. Would you sell your eyes for any amount? Would you sell your abilities to, to walk, to feel, to communicate? Is there any amount that somebody could give you that you would sell that? Would you sell your soul? Some people have. Maybe unwittingly, but it happens. But... Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty six says, Jesus said, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I've seen that old bumper sticker the lady mentioned that said, the, he who dies with the most toys wins. But really, what good are toys? All the toys in the world if you're dead. If it, what if you could buy happiness? If it was actually possible to buy happiness, Would you sell everything that you have in order to be happy? Because if you stop to think about it, what do you need money for if you're happy without it? If you could be happy without money, what do you need cash for? If, If you could actually, if you could buy love, you know, money can't buy me love. What if you could buy love and actually have that experience of love without any possessions? Would you get rid of all your possessions? Like Jesus told the rich man, get rid of it all. Give it to the poor. Come follow me. And that's what Jesus is saying. You can have that. That stuff isn't connected. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy money. But you can have that stuff. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. Luke Luke 12, verse 16 says, Then he told them a parable. The land of a certain rich man produced an abundant crop. So he thought for himself, What should I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And then he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there I will store my grains and my goods and I will say to myself, you have plenty of goods stored up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and celebrate. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded back from you. But who will get what you have prepared for yourself? So it is with the one who stores up riches for himself but is not rich toward God. Money is imitation value. Our cash is ultimately worth less than the paper that it's printed on. The, 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 the money that you have in your wallet, the, the dollar bills, there's nothing behind them. Literally nothing. There's no gold. There's no silver. There used to be back when we had gold and silver notes. Today there's nothing. It says Federal Reserve Note. There's an organization. There's a private bank that's, that's commissioned by the government that says we say that this is how much your money is worth. And, and you know how much they value it? they're printing it off in, in non-stop billions of dollars every you know all the time they're just printing more and more they say it's just like leaves off a tree that's how much the federal reserve your money literally has no value except for what people mentally place on it if people lost trust in the government your money would become as worth as much as the paper and that's it, it it's a coupon it's 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 easier to carry around than the actual goods instead of trading Stuff like they used to do a long time ago, we carry around cash it's a it's a represents value it's imitation value that 's what you know that being able to trade stuff ultimately is what money is for It just makes it easier that 's what capitalism is about a, a free market system if we actually ha we don 't have a free market because the government runs you know they run health care they tell you whether you can buy a certain you know insurance they tell you what kind of toilet you can put in your house, what kind of light bulbs you can burn i as actually read recently. The government regulates the size of holes that you can have in Swiss cheese. There's literally, there's a government regulation on everything. So we don't have free market, but but in a free market system, if we had one, it simply allows for people to decide for themselves what something is worth. You have a car you want to sell. Somebody else decides how much they're willing to pay for it. You decide how much you're willing to sell it for. That's what the free market is. You just decide for yourself how much something is worth to you, and every exchange benefits somebody else. Because if somebody wants your car and they have money and you're willing to trade it, you want the money more than the car, and they want the car more than the money. So everybody comes out happy, and that's how a free market sort of capitalist system works. But since we live in a broken world, there are greedy people, and greedy people mess it up, and they for and you know they they have lost sight of real value and they start to love the money. And and so they're willing to trade their souls for the money and the power. Since we live in a broken world, there will be always be cheaters and thieves and people who mess up a good thing for everybody. But the problem is not the system. The problem is not the economy. It's not the financial system. It's the love of money, which is the root of all evil. That's what pushes the love of God out of people's hearts. And, and even you know communism, which is a terrible system in our world, but communism would work if we lived in a godly world where everybody loved their neighbors as themselves. If they, if everybody did that, then it'd be a fine system because there would be an equal share of all the resources, and everybody would have what they needed because they'd just say, "I need this," and they'd get it. But communism, obviously, it can never work because resources are scarce in our world, and it's a, and there's, a, you know, people will always try to take more than their share. So, but ultimately, it's not the system. No system will be perfect as long as sinful people are part of it. And, and and the problem isn't economics, it's, it's the hearts of people in the economy. No economic system will work without everybody involved submitting their lives to God and doing what God tells us to do. But like I said, this message is not about money, it's not about property, it's not about the things or the services you can buy, it's about our attitudes, it's about our hearts, it's about ultimately... All, all earthly treasure is garbage. Everything you own will wind up in a garbage dump somewhere, ultimately. All the money you have will wind up gone. I mean, some, if you don't spend it all now, somebody else is going to spend it. And, and ultimately, there's going to come a day when the economy is going to crash and it's not going to be worth anything anyway. And then they talked about how Jesus is going to come back or you're going to die and your money's in heaven, your money is garbage. The streets are paved with gold. How much do you think your money's going to be worth? And so, uh, where your treasure is, Jesus said, your heart will be also. So that's what we're talking about. Where is your treasure? What do you treasure? Where is your heart? Luke 12, 29 says, Do not be overly concerned about what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not worry about such things. For all the nations of the world pursue these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, pursue his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father is well pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide yourselves purses that do not wear out. A treasure in heaven that never decreases, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So basically, God says, don't worry about the stuff money can buy. I can take care of that. God knows what you need and He's more than capable of providing it. God owns everything. You don't think He can manipulate something to make sure that you have what you need? Then you don't have very much faith. If you trust completely in your ability, and that's it. If you don't trust God, you just trust what you can do, your ability to provide, your ability to care for yourself, then the greatest that you can ever achieve are the things of the world. I mean, if you owned everything in the world, that's as much as you could have. But if you deprioritize the things of the world, Jesus says, and make your primary focus the things of God and of his kingdom, then the greatest you can achieve goes far beyond anything this world can offer. I mean, we, the, no eye has seen, no nobody has imagined how amazing heaven is, is what the Bible tells us. It goes beyond our imagination how amazing heaven is. And the, what, the wor- what the whole world can offer doesn't even come close. And, and so if you go for the world, you might get the world, but that's it. And that's where it's going to stop. And when you die, you lose it all. But if you go for the kingdom of heaven, you go way beyond the world. Matthew 6.33 says, But above all, pursue His kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He'll take care of what you need. Jesus points out that righteousness is the treasure we ought to be going for righteousness is what we ought to be investing our lives in and, and, and what you should really want. You seek that first and you'll have it made. And it really doesn't have anything to do with what you can buy with money. It has to do with the person that God wants you to become. And, and that's more valuable than anything you can own. It's about who you are, not what you have. Because that's all God sees. God doesn't give a rip what you have. God wants to know who you are. And who he wants you to be, and who he's making you, building you up into. If you think about it, the most valuable thing in all existence is God Himself, right? Because he can make anything. He's made the whole universe. He spoke into existence. I mean, you think the money that you have is worth something? God spoke the entire universe into being. If you want to be have access to what you need, access to to, to what you can enjoy, access to, to the best of the best. You want to connect yourself with God and forget about what you can hold on to on this earth. You, so the greatest treasure that you can get is to have a right relationship with the Lord. You'll never have anything better than to have a right relationship with Jesus. And, and God offers that completely free. You can't buy it. You can't barter it. You, all you can do is ask for it. And it's up to Jesus whether he gives it to you or not. And his terms are repent and believe. That's it. Just repent and believe and you can have it all. And 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 his grace and his forgiveness is, is open to anyone. He says, anybody who repents and believes can have this. Anybody who leaves it all behind and comes and follows me can have more than they've ever imagined. And again, this is not about money. This is about your, your heart. This is about what God has prepared for you. So obviously you want to be wise with money. We did the Dave Ramsey thing so that people could... Get their finances order because it's stupid to live in debt. It's stupid to not be able to take care of your yourself and to take care of your family. But it's also stupid to put that to, to only depend on yourself and not to put your faith in God and what He can do for you. And, and so, it, God has done all the work. He's done it, He's done whatever it takes to make it possible for us to approach Him and even more so to be called His children. and And you can't buy that. But you can't get it just by asking. And and You remember the story about the rich young man who came up to Jesus and said, what do I do to be perfect? And he says, obey the commandments. He says, I've I've obeyed the commandments since I was a kid. I've obeyed the commandments, no problem. So Jesus says, okay, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And then come follow me. And the guy went away sad. He wasn't willing to let go of his stuff. And, And... and do you think Jesus was asking him to sell all his stuff and come follow him because he wanted him to have a miserable life and, and not to enjoy being alive? No, of course not. He wanted to enrich his life. He wanted to give him so much more. He th- the rich guy thought that his life was just what he owned. He thought that who he was depended on what he could control and what he could buy and what he could spend. And he lost the point. He lost sight of the fact that there's so much more beyond that. Jesus said, I want to give you so much more but you've got to get rid of what you're, you got to open up your hands and let go of what you're holding on to so that I can put what I want into your hands. And the guy didn't accept it. He walked away sad. Verses uh, 19 in that Matthew 6 says, Do not accumulate for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but accumulate for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is about your heart. This is about who you are from the inside out and where you're heading and what you're connecting yourself to and what you're committing your life to and what you're depending on and where your faith is. The point of all this is to remember who we're ultimately working for, what we're ultimately working for. We spend so much of our life trying to make a living, you know, trying to put food on the table and pay our bills and be able to afford some of the things we want. And that's all well and good unless we get so lost in making a living that we miss the point of why we're alive. That we miss what real life is all about. Real life, real living is not about worldly goods and services. If you really make your top priority, the mission of the church, to save souls, to go out in the world and bring people to the kingdom so they can also enjoy this. If if that's your priority, if you're you're working to help those in need and, and put your own wants secondary... To, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself and to do what you can to save those people and to help those people in need, you'll come out the winner in eternity. And that's Jesus' promise. It's not about money, it's about attitude. It's, and money, your attitude about money can build up or break down your eternal life. It's all about your attitudes because your attitudes control what you do. Your Your belief, your faith controls how you act and that's what this is about. So the treasure principle is about investing your life and everything that God has given you into an eternal treasure. And and, and that's done by obeying God, by going out and serving others and helping others come to Jesus and, and saving lives. And when you do that, you, you'll find what that treasure is ultimately. So my advice, ask God what He wants you to do. Show Him what you think you own. Because really, it's God's, and he can take it and give it as he pleases. So say, this is my bank account. This is my house. This is my car. These are my kids. This is everything that I have. It's yours, God. What would you like me to do with it? That's my advice. And then just do what God tells you. And he'll tell you what to do and how to do it. And, And he'll take good care of you. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you take such good care of us. So often we get lost in thinking that we actually have it all under control we think we know what we're doing we think we've got our thumbs on it but ultimately it's all under your control ultimately you're the one who decides what we have and what we don't have you're the one that provides the abilities for us to work you're the ones that that provides the resources that we have to to invest and to spend and to give and i pray that you'd help us to see that so that we as stewards will do what you've called us to do and so that we can earn something greater than anything we can earn in this world Help us to see everything we have and everything we are with the right attitude, Jesus. We love you, and we pray that you take care of all these people this week and and bless us and, and, and take care of our needs. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.